Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad all of y'all uh, braved the elements and got your bread and milk and, and were able to make it to church this morning because it was so treacherous outside with all the horrible snow and ice that we had. Just kidding. But it is kind of miserable outside, uh, which just kind of adds to the stress the halls theme. So that's perfect because I don't have to add that one in. Um, so here's why we did stress the halls because I know some people like a traditional Christmas uh, sermon series and that's not what we're doing. We're not doing a traditional Christmas sermon series. We're doing a uh, sermon series dealing with Christmas about what everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, almost everybody feels during this time of year. So I just want to give a, a, just an just a overview statement real quick. If you are jovial and you're feeling no stress this time of year and you are like the happiest Christmassy elf that has ever been, and you're giddy every day, and you don't deal with any kind of stress in your life, I need to talk to you, so I want you to come to my office tomorrow, because I don't freaking know how that's possible, and we're overwhelmed, and I feel like almost everybody, right, I don't, whether it's your job or whatever the deal is, this time of year, with everything else that's piled on, on you, it, it's no wonder that this is the most stressful time of year, and it's the most wonderful time of year. But I'm just going to be honest with you. The reason we chose this sermon series to be Stress the Halls is um, when Austin and Josh and I, several months ago, were sitting um, sitting around in a room uh, and, and we were discussing the sermon series coming up. We discussed what Christmas was going to be. And I said, can I just be honest with you? When Christmas morning happens and my kids open their presents, this is what I do. Oh, thank God. Right? It's over. And that's a shame because I do not enjoy, typically, the Christmas season because there is so much to do and there's so much to worry about. And so the goal of this series is not to make fun of Christmas. On the contrary, the goal of this sermon series is to enjoy it. And it's kind of uh, fussing at me <laughs> because I'm very guilty of being stressed the halls and not enjoying the Christmas season. But but the goal of this is to kind of move that past and try to move on and enjoy it. But I just want you to see this because this is how I feel. This is exactly how I feel. It's very short, but maybe some of y'all will recognize this. This is my favorite little Christmas movie from when I was a little kid. So y'all watch this. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Is that how you guys feel? Like Charlie Brown? I, I know I'm supposed to be happy, but I always end up feeling depressed. I always end up feeling miserable. You know, uh, December, Christmas season, is the number one time for suicide by far. It's like over double any other month. And, and divorce. Just, it just seems like that shouldn't be. Uh, but it is. And the reason for that is all the added stresses that we feel and the expectations that we give that it should be this. And then we get in competition with each other. And it just gets overwhelming. And, and the reason for that is because we put all these things in the importance level over God and we get overwhelmed 
And I'm telling you, this week, more than any week since I've been the pastor of this church, I have talked to more people just this week that are hurting than I ever have in any other week. Just this week. And some of them were hour-long conversations. Some of them was a quick text message. But more people this week, and I don't think that's by chance. I think it's just we're all struggling. Or most of us are struggling. And so I want to give you two things this morning that I feel like I can, I can help me <laughs> help you and we can together get through this Christmas season and enjoy it, right? Because that's the goal. And so here's two, two ways that we're going to enjoy the Christmas season and not be stressed to the max and hate it. Two ways that we can enjoy the Christmas season. The first one, first one is to remember that God is God and I am not. That God is God and I am not. That God is God and I'm not. When you hear that, if you're like me, because when I wrote it down, I kind of went, duh, right? We know that. I know God is God and I know I'm not God. And so we know that, but for some reason we lose our minds this time of year and we think we're God. (laughs) Or else we at least try to play God. We at least try to play God and like try to make sure everything's perfect. And that's never going to work well. It's never going to work well and... A lot of us do it. Like I said, even when I was writing this down last week, I was thinking to myself, is that going to make sense? And then I thought, it does, because that's what I do all the time. God is God, and I am not. Listen to what Isaiah chapter 40, and this is where I want to come today. Isaiah chapter 40, in the last few verses of the, the chapter, this is an overwhelmed entire country that is really hurting these people are, are distraught. They don't know what to do. And then you got Isaiah who probably had the hardest time in ministry that anybody had. And these are the words of God, and I just love it. And there's someone here. I want you to just listen to this. This is kind of off the cuff, but I want you to listen. There's some of you here that need this, but you've got to have ears to hear. And you've got to have eyes to see what God is trying to tell you right now. And so I'm asking you, wherever you're struggling, I don't know what your particular struggle is. If you're watching online, I don't know where your struggle is, but I'm asking you right now, wherever you are in your life, listen to these words. Listen to the words that the Bible says right here. In Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 28, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord, the Lord, is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. God is God, and I am not. Have you not heard? Have you not heard? Do you not know? And, and the way that that's worded there is, listen, you guys know this, right? You guys already know this stuff. But let me remind you that the Lord is the everlasting God. Forever and ever he will be who he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, to the weak, to all of us. When we're in the situations that we're in right now, he gives power to us. And to him who has no might, he increases our strength. This this week I was, I listened to like a hundred messages a week. That's an exaggeration, but it really is probably at least ten of different pastors, and I was going through, back through some messages, and then I was trying to watch some live during the week, and then I was uh, reading through scripture, 
And I came on, um, I came upon just thinking about God, because this is God is God and I'm not. And how much I love my kids. How much I love my kids. I would do anything for my kids. If one of y'all tried to hurt my kids, I love y'all, but y'all are going down. Because I love my kids, right? I mean, I, and if you have kids, you understand what I mean. And if you don't, that's okay. You don't have to have kids to understand what it is to love somebody. But it is a little bit different when you have your own. Because I would die right now and not even hesitate for one second. And the more they grow, the more my love for them grows with them. And um, Matthew chapter 7, verses 11, or 10 and 11 says, and I, this isn't on the, the screen, but it, so I'm going to paraphrase it. But it says, if you're evil... If you're evil and you love your kids and you know how much you love your kids, how much more does your heavenly father love you? Do you not know? Have you not heard that our God is an everlasting God? Our God is an everlasting God. He, he gives strength to the weary, to the hurting. He gives strength. So like um, almost two years ago now, uh, Laney and um, Hasten, I'm sorry, Hasten wasn't around yet. I don't think he was, he, Leah was pregnant. And um, so we're at my sister's birthday party. They're twins. And so we were at Camp I of Tokyo. Some of y'all have heard this, but I just thought of this this week. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's good with this because we're all in a mess, right? I mean, that's what it feels like. And why does God care about my mess? Or what if I created my own mess? Like, what if I caused this mess? And um, so I'm sitting with Lainey at the end of Camp I. And, you know, we had done all the stuff and the fire had happened and she had gotten done eating and She's, she's, um, she's complaining to me, Daddy, I don't feel good. And the first thing I'm thinking when she says, Daddy, I don't feel good is, this is what I said to her, are you going to puke? Does anyone, if anyone has a weak stomach, y'all have permission to walk out right now because it's about to get crazy. So anyway, I, I said, do you have a weak stomach? She said, no, Daddy. Or I'm sorry, do you, are you going to puke? And she said, I don't think so. I just really don't feel good. So I just held her in my lap. They're, they're doing their thing at, at dinner. And, um. Leah's talking away, looking away, and I'm like at camp, I, the table's like this, and she's sitting in my lap talking, looking at me, and the next thing I know, I just have warmth from this part of me down to my toes, just puke, like it literally, I had a sheath of puke all over me, covering me in throw up, and I'm just sitting there like this going, Leah, Lainey's throwing up, Lainey's throwing up, Lainey's throwing up, and I took my shirt, and I just made a basket. And so it is just fantastic, y'all. If anyone has a weak stomach right now, you're so mad at me. Praise God. But I'm just like, it's just puking all, she's just vomiting all over me. And I felt so bad for her. And I picked her up and I just, me and her, the whole nine yards, we went in, shirt came off. I think I had two shirts on, so I was able to take that off or a, or a hoodie on because it was in March. And I, I took that off and I cleaned her up and I loved on her. And, you know, at that moment, and some of y'all might have weak stomachs and you might like be so grossed out and you'd start getting sick and all that stuff. I don't have a weak stomach, thank God. And I just loved on her and I picked her up and I took her mess. I picked her mess up with my mess and I was in the mess with her and I was disgusted by her mess. But I was not disgusted with my baby. And at that moment, I didn't care about throw up. I wasn't excited. I wasn't like, yes, this stuff smells awesome. Right. Yes, throw up. Please throw up on me. And a little bit got in my mouth, and that's even better. And y'all are so grossed out right now. But I, I like, I wasn't thinking. I'm so mad at my daughter. I was thinking, this is my baby. I'm gonna take care of her. Matthew chapter seven. 
if, if an evil father, if an evil father cares enough to pick her, his daughter up and not think, I'm so mad that she's throwing up on me. I, I did not think that. That's my girl. Not even for a second did I think, I'm mad at her. I can't believe she's doing this to me. I thought, bless her heart, I love her so much. I don't want her to be in this mess. I want to help her. Listen, God sometimes puts us in the mess to teach us things. And sometimes we put ourselves in the mess because of sin, because of immorality, because of bad decisions. But no matter what you do, I want you to hear this because some of you need it. No matter what you do, God does not hate you. He's not mad at you. God can't look at sin. And so if you're in the middle of junk sin, if you're in the middle of horrible sin, what you're supposed to do is, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of that sin and cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Just turn from it. Run from it. Run from those people. Run from those relationships. Get out of it. But listen, God doesn't love you less if you're in the mess. He loves you in your mess. He loves you right where you are. Listen, have you not known, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint. He does not grow weary. His under, he is... His understanding is unsearchable, and he gives power to me, the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases their strength. He loves me and helps me no matter where I am. But I have to remember that God is God and I am not. And in a situation like I'm in the mess, if Lainey would have tried to clean it up and fix it, and she's still getting sick, she needed her daddy to pick her up and carry her to the bathroom and clean her face off and probably throw my shirt away. I can't even remember what I did with it. And then it was okay, and we went home. And I've never spanked her and looked at her for that or put her in timeout or whatever punishment you want to do and say, I can't believe you did that mess. I said, baby, I love you. Daddy, I'm so sorry. She was rubbing my face. I'm so sorry. I said, it's okay. You didn't do it on purpose. But even if you did, I still love you because you're mine. Every one of you guys were created in the image of God. Like Genesis 1.27 says, you are a child of the Most High God, whether you've trusted Christ or not as Savior. He loves you. And so to get through this Christmas season, you have to remember that God is God and I am not. You've got to lean on Him because a lot of us try to fix all these things ourselves and we are in a mess. And the second point is remember to enjoy the journey. This is the part that I struggle with more than anything else is um, enjoying, enjoying the journey. Remember to enjoy the journey. So I decided to bring a box up to represent why I struggle enjoying the journey, right? So these are just some things that all of us are probably dealing with during the Christmas season. First thing is a party plate. I don't know if y'all can see that. It's got like candy canes, candy corns, candy, syrup, anything with sugar. So, um, Y'all go to parties? Who, who has to go to at least one party or someone's house? Raise of hands during the Christmas season. Who does not have to go to anybody's house? I want to hug you if that's you. No one. Okay. Because I was about to say that's so awesome. Can I just throw this in with Christmas or with parties, by the way, is family slash in-laws slash, you know, all that stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad to go to in-laws house. Anyway, I'm. What I'm saying is, like, it's hard, right? And then, and then here's this, okay? Some of you guys, you're in a broken home, or you're a single mom, 
and you've got to like juggle. How do I, how do I get to his home, her home? My kids have to be going in these homes and it's, and it's, it's just overwhelming. I'm not enjoying that, right? Some of y'all, Lee and I had two dinners this week. We have two dinners this next week. We have three dinners the next week. So only seven. That's good. So anyway, I'm with some of y'all, so I'm excited about those, by the way. And then there's this, because because you're having people over to your house. Oh, it's not. I've got to work. What happened? There it is. We have to clean the house. It smells Windex fresh. And that's awesome, because all of you guys like to clean your house, don't you? Actually, some of you might, bless your heart, if you do. But anyway, uh, so we're excited about cleaning our house. And then if you have kids that are in diapers, I'm so excited about the day that Hastings not anymore. But this represents taking care of your kids in the morning or anybody. You might take care of someone else's kid or whatever. But I love in the mornings when I'm drinking my caffeine of choice, which is Diet Mountain Dew, to wake up. To get going, y'all drink coffee, and that's fine, but I like Diet Mountain Dew. But when we're waking up, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm just getting going, ah, losing their mind. So I get to go in there, coupled with everything else. I'm like, shut up. I'm going to change your diaper. Please stop. I know you're not supposed to say shut up, but I do. So anyway, so we're going to parties. We're cleaning the house. We have to play this guy, right? We have to make sure that everybody's happy. And so this is what I think a huge problem is. Uh because I've just I just watch it on Facebook, so I don't know. I'm like a Walmart watcher, but I'm doing it on Facebook. But everybody's got to compete. Because if our toys and our stuff, if our Santa Claus and our Elf on the Shelf isn't better than your Elf on the Shelf or your Santa Claus, or what we get for our wives isn't better than what we got for our what he got for their wife or they got for their husband, then we're mad. And so we compete like it's a constant battle. And some of y'all might say, no, it's not for that, or, or grandparents. Y'all don't get off the hook. I can't let granny so-and-so do more than granny so-and-so, so I got to get them more than that. And this guy becomes a huge battle in our lives, and, like, it overwhelms us, right? Because it's not about Jesus. By the way, I've gotten my kids gifts. <laughs> Please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying if it consumes you, you're not enjoying the journey. You're trying to get win the race. And this isn't a race. It's not something that you have to do. It, like, you don't have to have your elf on the shelf uh, jumping off the roof and hanging in midair every day. And some of y'all want to do it, that's fine, and put like a Pinterest post on it and all that stuff. That's awesome, but you don't have to. Like, it's not a race. Like, you don't get in trouble if you don't. He can sit in the table one day, and we get so upset because ours wasn't as good as our friend that we saw on Facebook, and we get so upset. That's not me getting upset, by the way. I do want to take responsibility for what I do wrong. Uh, Pinterest is not one of the things I do wrong, so that's good. And then there's our kids and just toys in general because, like, we we trip on them during Christmas time, and we don't cuss, but we sure do think about it, right? And then all these, like, there's just, there's so much responsibility with kids picking them up. Why do they have a ball game during December? What are they thinking? Coaches are crazy. Why are they doing that? Why don't they schedule nothing in December? I'm overwhelmed. And then this is my favorite thing. If y'all don't have kids... You need to thank God just during December that you don't have kids because if you've never put something together for the love of mercy, I want to rip this thing up because it took 13 hours, but we did it and we didn't get a divorce and that should be given credit for because good gosh, Lee and I did this together with a couple people's help 
and it was amazing. And I now shop for Christmas. I just want y'all to know this. If you buy my kids something, and I don't think you should anyway, but if you buy them something to put together, you're on my list because I'm so mad at you <laughs> because I don't want to put anything together because that's just another freaking thing that I am stressed out about during Christmas. And I know what some of y'all have done. You wait till Christmas Eve just like I do. And then for 17 hours out of three, you have to put stuff together, and it doesn't come with batteries, so you've got to go to the 24-hour store, and you're so stressed out, you just want to rip it up. You're so mad. Okay. And then there's this, right? So you're expecting Christmas cards in the mail because they're coming in the mail, and then this guy comes. This is a bill. Yes! A bill during Christmas season. I'm so excited. I'm enjoying the journey now. The two extra bills that weren't supposed to come have come. Or the hospital bill that I didn't think I was going to have, right? And so I'm not, I, I, I can't pay for Christmas, so what am I going to do? I'm going to put it on a credit card because that's a really good idea. And I'm going to run up debt because I have to compete with them, but I have these bills, and so I have to pay the bills, so I have to get them gifts, so I have to run up credit card debt. Oh, my gosh. And then so this guy becomes what consumes me because I got five on it. And this guy becomes what consumes me, and I get so overwhelmed with everything in my life. And then I still have to juggle my job or my work or school or wherever I am. I still have to juggle that because that's important and, and that has to be in the priority list. And so I got to do all these things. And by the time you juggle all the stuff in your life, plus being single, some of you are single and you're lonely or you're divorced. And you feel like you can't be loved anymore. Or you're married and you're so miserable in your marriage because your spouse won't listen to you about where you're hurting that you just honestly feel like throwing your hands up. I got all this. This is my box of crud. That's what I'm calling it. Not, that's not all bad stuff, is it? But when it's coupled together and it starts piling up, it's my box of crud. Then when I add in all the other things that I have to it that I can't really put a picture to, um, I'm not enjoying the journey. Like I honestly just sit back and think, oh my gosh, can December 25th at 9 a.m. get here so the kids have opened all their gifts and I can just sit and watch TV and get ready for bowl season because I don't want to do this crap anymore. And like I said, if y'all don't feel that way, that is so awesome. Keep enjoying the journey. But 90% of us do. And the reason for that is because we don't enjoy the journey. We get so caught up. And by the way, we should set goals. We should look ahead in leadership, man. We pump setting goals, looking ahead, how we're going to do this, getting structures. But in the meantime, if we just if we don't remember the meantime and then join the journey, like I'm ready for my kids to not be at this age. We waste our kids' lives away. I should not say we. I waste my kids' life away by saying, I wish Haston wouldn't cling on me all the time and I wouldn't have to change his diaper all the time. I'm going to look up and say, oh my gosh, my little boy is grown. He's gone. And it's only because I wanted to waste his life away. Or I, 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 wish, I wish we would have more money and so I'm not going to enjoy this time of my life because I need more money. And we don't remember that God is God and that I am not because we want to fix everything. Men, especially us, we, we're the fixers, right? Our wives want to talk to us about their problems, and all we want to do is fix it instead of listen to them. They just want us to listen and shut up. Women, y'all should say amen right now because that was good. And we don't enjoy the journey, do we? Listen to what Isaiah 40, verse 30 says. This is, this is Mark Pangle through and through. 
So youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, because I'm trying to juggle everything. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that everything is good. I'm trying to make sure that my life is perfect, and I'm not enjoying the journey in the process. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait for the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, those who put their trust and their faith and their hope in the Lord, you will not, you will not fall out. Because God will give you strength that you cannot have otherwise if you remember that God is God and that you are not. But the only way that I can honestly enjoy the Christmas season is not to try to compete or not to try to get so frustrated or not to get overwhelmed with my box of stuff because we all have massive skeletons. I just have a graveyard. And just sit back and say, you know what? God loves me in my mess. God loves me when I puke all over him, even if it's my fault. And he wants a relationship with me no matter what time of year it is. And if you are lonely or you are hurting because of a family situation, because of a job situation, because of a personal situation that no one knows about but you, if you are hurting so bad right now that you just want to cry and scream and throw your hands up and say, God, I quit. He knows that and he loves you and this is what he says, then quit. But quit to me. You quit running. You quit trying to do it all on your own. You quit trying to make it happen yourself and you just rest on me. God will take care of all of us. There's, there will be some things. Listen, people lose their houses that love God. Houses burn down for people that love God. But he will never leave you or forsake you. I promise you there will be things in your life that you cannot handle. But God can. God can handle it. And it is time for us to stop going, you know what, I can do this. No, you cannot do everything. There are going to be things that come up in your life, especially, listen, especially if you try to follow Jesus. Like it breaks my heart to see marriages fall that were fine before they got saved. The reason that happens is because Satan is attacking marriages because he loves to see us break apart. He loves it. Some of you guys need a touch this morning, and this is how we get it. 1 Peter 3 18, we have to understand what Christ did for us. And we have to let him be the God, the Lord, the boss of our lives. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned. He died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. That is why we celebrate Christmas. Christ came, but he didn't come to be a cool little baby that was in this like fake stable, but it was really a cave and like with this cool stuff. That's not why Jesus came. He came to suffer, live a sinless life and suffer and then die. But he, but he was raised from the dead. And that's what puts a stamp of approval on every single thing that we say, every single thing that we do that is scripturally referenced is Jesus is who he said he is, and he is capable of getting you out of your mess. And the best thing is he loves you in your mess. You can enjoy this journey that you're on, that is this season. Don't give up. You can enjoy it. 
can enjoy it, but we have to do it one day at a time. We have to understand that people stink. <laughs> Sometimes people are crazy. They're going to cut you off and yell at you. They're going to be mean to you in the lines at Walmart or Toys R Us. And I can't get satisfaction or fulfillment just off people. I can get some satisfaction and fulfillment off people, but if that's where I get all my satisfaction and fulfillment, if I get all my praise from even my wife who loves me, then I will be miserable because eventually she'll hurt me and I'll hurt her. But God will never leave us. God never changes. He's the everlasting God, the creator of the universe. He is so good. And I can enjoy Christmas in this journey, even with my box of stuff. If I just simply rely on God and say, God, I need you more than I need this next breath or water or anything else, I need you. And so I just want to give you a chance to respond this morning. There are a lot of different uh, groups in this room. There's, um, there's, there's uh, youth, there's students. And then there's people that are retired and your grandparents. And there's parents and there's singles. There's a bunch of you that are struggling. No, I just want to give you a chance to respond. The most important thing to us in this church, the reason that this church exists is to reach everyone that's least lost and lonely. And sometimes that's you, by the way. Right? That doesn't mean poor or rich. That just means hurting and lonely and you need Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you haven't received him as your Savior, we want to give you that opportunity this morning. And if you do know him, if you do know Jesus, and you need to talk to somebody, we want to offer that to you right now. We want to offer that to you right now. Will you stand with me? Mark, I'm... I'm struggling really bad. I'm struggling really bad, man. I'm hurting. You know I'm hurting because you've already talked to me. Or I haven't talked to you, but I am hurting really bad. If that's you, I'm not asking you to move. I'm just, I'm just asking you right where you sit. Say, pray for me. Just slip your hand up. Say, Mark, please, please pray for me. I'm, I'm hurting really bad. Just slip your hand up. You can put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. If there's anybody here right now that you don't know for sure that you know Jesus, that he's your Savior, and he's your Lord, I just want you to raise your hand as high as you can. Don't hide from it. I'm not sure, Mark, if I'm saved, and, and I, I know I need Jesus to get through this time. If that's you, will you raise your hand? Just raise it high. Mark, I'm not sure. Everyone here might be, but I want to give you that opportunity. Raise your hand. Don't be embarrassed. If you really want help, you'll raise it as high as you can right now. Mark, that's me. I need help. I need help. Hey, everybody, look at me. Y'all saw the baptism, and we planned it for the second service because almost everybody needed to do that. This is the opportunity I want to give you because we have, it's 10.05, 10.06, so we can do this fast and still get you out in an hour. If there's anybody here that you've made a commitment to Christ, you've trusted Him as Savior, you haven't been baptized we have clothes we're going to give this opportunity both services we have clothes we're ready for you we will sing a song in the meantime and then we will give baptism we will do it i wrote this verse down acts 22:16 says and now 
Why do you wait? Rise. You already are risen, so that's good. And be baptized. Wash your sins, calling on his name. That is the first commandment we're called to do as a follower of Jesus. If you haven't been baptized, but you've trusted Christ as Savior, you are sinning if you don't get baptized because that is how we tell the world that we're saved, and that's the first thing we're called to do. So I want to give you an opportunity right now. If anyone wants to do it, just raise your hand. We'll hoot, holler, and celebrate. We'll stick around for just a couple more minutes. Anyone want to get baptized right now? Anybody want to do it? If y'all want to stick around, I would love for you to stick around for the second service. We're going to end with worship. Um, before you do, I want to tell you a couple things. Just remain, remain standing. Um, today is going to be an incredible day. We're, we don't care about the weather. We're going to enjoy the journey. <laughs> I should have talked about the weather, by the way. We're going to enjoy the journey. I think Pictures with Santa is going to be unbelievable. I want to tell y'all what you get if you haven't seen social media. It's not for lack of trying, but because um, <laughs> we've pumped it. But each kid's going to get a five-by-seven uh, picture, or each parent will get a five-by-seven picture and permission to either print those or get more pictures from us from uh, Austin from the Internet. So um, we're not going to post everyone on Facebook without permission, but we are going to um, we are going to give you a picture as you leave. Kids are going to have fun. They're going to decorate a cookie, um, with, and we're going to have a birthday party for Jesus, and so they're going to be able to put red or green icing on it. It's a pretty big sugar cookie and do a bunch of stuff, and um, we're going to have a big time. Make with, There's um, reindeer food, whatever, it's cool. So anyway, <laughs> I invite your neighbors and stuff. It's two to five today. It's going to be so much fun. Santa's going to be right here. There's going to be a movie playing in here that we're going to take them around the church. And it's not a huge place, but it's going to be fun. And we have Buddy the Elf. Are you here? Buddy the Elf here? Buddy the Elf? I need you to come here, please. So this guy, this guy will be here with Santa Claus ready to go. This is Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? So um, we're pretty we're, we're pretty excited. I want y'all to bring everybody and uh, tell your friends. I know it's last minute, but we're going to be so excited. So thank y'all for being here today. Um, I hope you're not depressed when you leave here. The goal is to be excited about Christmas, but more importantly, excited about Jesus and what he's doing in our lives. Stop trying to control the journey and, uh, and just enjoy it. I love you guys. Let's, now let's finish your worship.